Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equip to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equip to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to this episode of Equipped to Be. I'm your host, Connie Albers. I'm so glad you're with us today. We're going to talk about keeping your kids safe online. That is becoming increasingly important, especially in light of certain apps. I often speak on how to keep your kids safe online, how to help them build a positive social footprint. Now, I have done a podcast on that before. I'd encourage you to go back and listen to that. I'll have it in the show notes. But do you find that your children, and not all kids, have just a deep desire to be on social media or spend a lot of time online playing games, uh, chatting with friends? And, And sometimes it can be very difficult to keep them off, to have them turn it off, to unplug. And, you know, if you've known me for very long, you know, I'm not a proponent of totally restricting technology or even social media platforms, but I am a huge proponent that if you are going to let your children use social media, and sometimes you don't even know they're using it because they use hidden apps, if they are online, which we want to teach our children how to navigate technology wisely. The reason this has come up so much is there is a new app. Uh, It's not really new. It's called Yik Yak. And for those of you that aren't all into social media and you you really just use your phone to text and, you know, look up places to go or gather information on projects or something that you want to learn about. Maybe it's listening to podcasts. Maybe it's watching YouTube videos. But there was an app and it it was not a good one. It was called Yik Yak. There's lots of anonymous apps. There's lots of hidden apps that our kids can stumble into. And most of the time, it's because they've heard about them from another friend, a classmate, and parents don't even realize it. And if you aren't tech savvy, you, you're not going to think to go check in and find out what your kids are doing. You may ask because you've got a good relationship. You may say like, hey, how you doing? Is anything going on online? Have you been anywhere you're not supposed to be? Have you clicked on any buttons? Have you seen something? Uh, Has somebody, you know, said something, done something, posted something, shared something about you that's troubling you? And even if you have an outstanding relationship with your middle and high school kids, guess what? chances are your children aren't going to say something. There was a a study that basically said only one in nine kids will tell their parents. And the reason is they're afraid. They're afraid that, so one out of 10 kids will tell their parents. And they're afraid of retaliation. They're afraid their parents are going to restrict them and turn off, you know, take away the devices. And kids view that as they're the ones being punished And parents view it as, no, we're just trying to protect you. But because our children's development, their brain development isn't fully formed, they don't understand that. And it takes a great deal of communication on your part 
to affirm and reassure, and especially not to overreact when something like that happens. If, of course, you want your kids to tell you. And sometimes your kids won't tell you where they've been or what they've seen or done because they're embarrassed. Maybe they unintentionally went somewhere, saw something with, with maybe a group of friends. And I'll be honest, you know, maybe they're at their grandparents' house or their cousin's house or, you know, their BFF right next door. And that child happened to come across something and they thought it was kind of interesting or cool or, you know, want to share it with your child. And it can trigger something in your child's brain, depending on the age and the content because kids are social and they want to be social. And a lot of times they just share stuff. Most of the time it's rather innocently, but what do you need to do? So when I've talked about keeping your kids safe online and creating a social footprint, parents have often asked me, there's like two camps, none, they take, they keep it away at all cost. And I respect that. What I've seen as a result of that is that when children turn 17, 18 years old, or they move out, they go to college, they start going to uh, work at a job where they're working with other people, they start coming in more contact with it and you don't even know about it. And then they're more vulnerable, they're more susceptible because they haven't learned while they're with you how to navigate something safely and wisely. There's parental controls we wanna put on. We wanna put those on, not again to control our children, or to stymie their, their relationships. But we do that because we want to help them walk through it, to know if they click on something they shouldn't, how to click off. If they see something that piques their curiosity, maybe it's an image, maybe it's uh, a conversation. If they hit a, an app that you, you don't even know about, and the one that I was mentioning previously was called Yik Yak. And the reason that's a very dangerous one is, it's about starting a rumor and you can be completely anonymous and start a rumor. You can make fun of somebody. You can, you know, if you don't like the clothes they're wearing or, you know, maybe they've got braces or whatever, whatever at that moment somebody wants to say about a classmate or someone in church or someone in their community is because it's a, the dangerous part of it. It's a, just a five mile radius. So, I mean, it's somebody that knows of your child. Well, your child may not even be aware, but the danger of that is other kids that are using that app can hop on it and add to it, embellish, exaggerate, make it worse. And, and honestly, they vote it. Other kids vote on it. So the more salacious, the more exaggerated, the more you know mean that they can be, a lot of times kids will all jump on that and because they feel like they're they're safe, they're free. Nobody's going to know who they are because it's anonymous. And that's why I want to talk specifically on this episode about uh, protecting your children while still teaching them and having that open dialogue. Uh, it's It's almost not a matter of if but when your child is bullied, if or when somebody attacks them for maybe their beliefs, maybe you've taught your children to, to stand up for God's word or to care for other people. And it's just one child that has, uh, it starts with one, one child who wants to disrupt or hurt or harm because maybe they're very unhappy. But it now becomes somebody else's problem, now becomes your problem. And it's another problem for you to have to face. So let's talk about what you can do. And let me first say, 
there's not a right or wrong. I've talked to the folks at Google. I've talked to folks that work for Facebook. You know, how YouTube, how, what do they do with their kids? And it ranged. Some of those folks that work for those large tech companies were like, I will never let my kids be on them until they're older. Older is, you know, defined as what? Older in maturity or older in age or when they move out. There's, they didn't really have a date in mind. Most of them said they're always watching and being careful and monitoring what their kids are doing. Now, there's a difference. If you work in the tech space, if you're tech savvy, it's easy for you to kind of find out where your kids are, what's going on, because you know how to navigate the back end of apps. You know how to go in. You know how to kind of click around. But if you're not, which I would say probably most of you aren't, it's more difficult, which is why the relationship between you and your child, the openness, the trust, the respect that your kids know, I'm not trying to control you. I'm not trying to keep you from having fun. I, I want to protect you because these are dangerous times and there are people who do want to hurt and harm you. When you talk to children, uh, talk to them about what it is you're doing and why, why it matters to their future they're more likely to say, okay, I understand. They may not like it and they may protest, but at least they're understanding the why. And that's a very big, important fact as you're trying to help your kids navigate uh, social media platforms, uh, being online in general, all the millions of apps that are out there that you don't have time to research. So, I want you to be advice on the other side, and that is the parent who says, I want to teach them while they're at home the dangers and the good, you know, the good and the bad, because there, there is good and bad. Technology is not going away. Social media is not going away. A new, a new platform is going to, to rise up. But we, there are some protocols we want to follow, and that is to teach our children that if they wouldn't say it to their face, they shouldn't type it on a screen. If they wouldn't want a comment, a derogatory statement, if they wouldn't cut somebody down, use sarcasm, if they wouldn't want that done of them, then don't do it to others. To teach your children to consider how the other person will feel and having them realize they can step into somebody else's life. Maybe a child is really struggling with something at home. Maybe their parents are going through a divorce. You know. Maybe they don't have food. Maybe they don't have all the things that they see all the other people have on social media, the highlight reels, the fake world, and they get resentful, they get envious, they get bitter. And so they will start targeting people. And sometimes people just do it because they find joy in hurting and harming other people. It's hard to imagine that, isn't it? It's hard to imagine, and maybe it's even your child. It's hard to imagine intentionally wanting to hurt or harm another person, but it happens. It happens all the time. And sometimes it's your children. But if you're going to have your children learn under you, like I call it tutelage, then you have to really be on top of it. You have to check in. And I, I mean more than just asking, hey, how are you doing? Fine. Are, are you going anywhere you shouldn't? No. Has anybody exposed you to something that you know, you know, we don't, 
we don't have in our home. We don't, it's not our family values. It's not what we believe. It doesn't honor the Lord. No. And you get one word answers. I really strongly encourage you, instead of asking one word answers, to go a little deeper. Ask about their friends. Ask about your kids' friends. Ask them, hey, how's your friend doing? Are they, have they discovered anything interesting online? Are you concerned for them? Have they tried to show you something that, you know, just didn't sit right with you, but maybe they thought it was funny, maybe it was an inappropriate video, and they wanted to show you because they laughed at it? When you ask about a friend, your child's friend, that's a gateway into what's going on with your children, as opposed to just straight up asking your kids. Some of your children that are highly sensitive, that you have a very strong relationship with, you can directly ask them and they will tell you. However, some kids, when they don't want you to know, they won't. But if you get talking about their friends or you talk about someone that you know, don't give a name, and it could even be a hypothetical that their child got bullied, their child got caught in a app conversation that was bullying them or making fun of them or or really cutting down who they are at their core. And then ask your child, do you know anybody like that? I was surprised. Or I didn't realize how frequently this happens. Does that happen to you? Are any of your friends dealing with something like that? And then just sit in it for a minute. Just sit and be quiet. Some of your children are going to wait to see if this is a setup. Oh, I know what you're trying to do, mom. You're just trying to get me to tell you so that you can, you know, like you're trying to manipulate me. Make sure you're, that's not your goal. Your kids, will, your kids will sniff that out in a heartbeat. But ask them. And then just sit and wait and say, you know, it's happening everywhere all the time. And when you leave our home, because that's going to come sooner than later. When you leave our home, we want you to be armed with the knowledge of knowing how to navigate the internet, how to navigate online platforms, how, how to navigate bullies, how to talk and not get caught in one of those conversations where your name actually gets associated with it. And it can come back to hurt you and not be a good reflection of your family and really grieve the Lord. And you know, if if you're ever the victim of that, or you know somebody who is, and you don't know what to do, don't feel bad that you don't know what to do. Most kids don't. We don't expect you to. That's why God gave you parents. And so you come to us and we'll talk about it. We're not going to overreact. Tell them, Tell your children up front, we're not going to overreact. We want to talk about it because at the end of the day, we want you to be safe and we want you to, to use it wisely. Why? Because we know you have things to say. God's putting a message on your heart. He's putting a passion project on your heart, whatever that might be. You know, last week, uh, the last couple of weeks on the podcast, last week we had, um, go back to that episode and we had... Samaritan's Purse come on and talk about volunteering for those in need that are in disaster. Maybe that's where your family is. Maybe your children have a tender heart to serve others. 
maybe they they want to volunteer or you're looking for a place, go back and listen to that episode. But children want to have a have a feel like they have a place and a purpose. And if they have a passion, you can help those all come together and they can find that. Now, some of your children have zero interest in social media. They have zero interest in being online. That's completely fine. The conversation you will have with that child or those children will be very different. They still need to be wise to the ways of the world, wise to the way of others, knowing what can happen, knowing what others might do is still an important conversation. And sometimes those can be uncomfortable conversations. But if you want to hold on to your kids, if you want to protect them, if you want to keep them from getting caught in circles that you would not want them to be running with, people that don't have their best interests in mind, it's very important for you to have those conversations. They will be uncomfortable. But the more you have them, the less uncomfortable they become. They just become normal conversations that you have in your family. They feel safe to talk with you. A lot of times that happens when you're in the car, not when you're like sitting across from the table. Those aren't usually the types, the times that that will happen. Or when you're putting them to bed and the lights are kind of dim and you're just having a conversation and they feel a bit of safety because they're in their bed and they maybe got a sheet or a blanket covering them and can't quite see their eyes. And if something's troubling their spirit, they may say something, be slow to respond, but be very quick to listen. Give them a safe place to share more and ask them, how did that make you feel? What did it do to your friend? How do you think that other person is responding? See, notice that you're not immediately going to the, you know you're not supposed to be doing that stuff. I'm going to take your phone away. I'm going to ground you from all. They know that. You're giving them an opportunity to step out. And the more that they feel comfortable doing that, the more they respect you and the more they will trust you. See, in your kids have this inner place that I call, it's like their private thoughts, their private world. You have it too. We all do. And we're very selective who we allow into that sacred space because in order to speak, we have to have enormous vulnerability. And as Brene Brown, who has written many books about being vulnerable, when you're vulnerable, people can shame you or guilt you. They can embarrass you. They can marginalize you. And that will actually keep your child from speaking up again. And we don't want that to happen. It's too important. So a couple of points as I've, I mean, I've already given you lots of tips, but some top of mind things that really do work, especially today. They worked a few years ago, but the culture's really shifted and changed now. It's much more serious. The stakes are higher. There is more opportunity for kids to straight up just be mean. But there's also lots of opportunity for your children to find a passion and lead their voice to it. So if you are, I'm going to encourage you, you've heard this before, and your kids might not like it. Some of your kids will not care, but some of yours won't. Don't immediately assume if your kids don't adhere to these particular things I'm going to bring up, that that means they're doing something wrong. Some children are way more private. They like their inner space. They feel like it's an intrusion 
uh, when we step into that space. So we want to be mindful of what's the ulterior motive behind our child. So here's what we do. We want to require our kids to keep their devices in open spaces, common areas, setting time limits, not giving them free reign because they're missing the world around them. As many of you already know, if they're always on a device and they're living in an alternative reality. And I know with the metaverse, that's really what it's all about. And it's happening more and more in our society. Stay home, stay online, stay home, stay online. Okay, stay home, great. But be engaged with those around you. Be engaged with your neighborhood. Be engaged with nature. Read a book. Listen to a book. But put time limits on it. Their brain needs that for the hard wiring so that they can learn to be bored, learn to solve problems, and learn to think for themselves without the slow drip of somebody else telling them how they're supposed to think, feel, and behave and how they're supposed to process the world around them. Help them learn how to process the world around them by themselves. It's We see a mental health crisis. We see children and adults riddled with anxiety and depression. I can promise you, you limit the devices, it clears up a good percentage of that. I, I can't give you a, a percentage because I don't know your child, but some children get really sucked into that vortex and their whole identity becomes defined by their online platform. And I'm gonna be honest with you, that happens to adults. There has been a season for me and I've been in it for a little while where I had to unplug um, from the social sites because I I can get caught in watching what this person's doing, that person's doing. And I, even though I tell myself that's a highlight reel, I can start to feel my life is not as exciting. My life is boring. My life is not, I'm not as creative. I, I can't DIY everything. My home isn't decorated the way. I have stacks and piles. My garage isn't nicely organized. I can then start having an internal dialogue with myself and you can too, of all that's not right in the world. And that's extremely important that it happens to us, it'll happen that much more to your kids. It's designed, that's the way social platforms are designed. They're designed to keep your kids, to keep you coming back for more, for more, for more, for more, for validation, for affirmation. Your kids are, are wired the same way, not all. Again, some of my kids now, even though they're all adults, they still, they don't, their thumb, they will never need a thumb replacement from scrolling online. They're just not interested. They're busy creating and building a life and they're not sitting by watching other people's live their lives. They don't really care what their best friend ate for lunch. They could care less what new clothing item somebody's got. They're trendsetters, they're not followers, but that's not all of my kids. And there were different seasons. So I want you to revisit whatever you set in place now, be willing to revisit as your children grow and mature. Your middle schoolers will go in and out of seasons where they're highly influenced by what they see, what they read, what the conversations are around. It can shape their view. And for those of you wanting to help your children have a biblical worldview, they will not find that very much online because that's the kind of stuff that gets censored. 
Now, if your children have a voice and they're passionate and you see more of those leadership traits, less follower traits. Now, understand leaders are leaders, good leaders know how to follow, but they have more of that tendency to not be as influenced. They may see things and and they will be the immediate. That's not real. That's not true. I know that's not right. You're going to tend to not be as concerned for them. And that's great. But something could happen. Someone might say something. Someone might needle them, poke at them, constantly say little comments. And they just repeat it over and over. Some people are very good at needling other people. They're just looking because they're so miserable as a person. They're so unhappy with their own life that if they see, say, your child who's very content and happy, or maybe your family is a really close-knit family, they want to needle you or your children just, just because it makes them feel better in some weird kind of way. But it happens. So going back to, I just want to wrap our time up. I'm very concerned with what's happening online, and I'm very concerned and how it's influencing your children. So if your family has decided these are these are the rules we're going to live by. This is these are our family values. This is what we stand for. This is what we what we allow and what we don't allow. Always be willing to revisit it when your children make a request. Ask them why what they're hoping to gain, and then pray about it. And if you've held a position for a while and you've now decided, you know what? I think we're going to try this. Remember what I said in Parenting Beyond the Rule. With freedom comes responsibility. When you start giving your children more freedom, there is a greater responsibility. And your children have to learn how to manage that responsibility. What is the responsibility? Okay, mom and dad said, You only get an hour a day. Mom and dad said, it has to be out in a common area. Mom and dad said, we don't go to these sites or this sites. Mom and dad have said, make sure you come to us and talk about things. If you have found yourself in a situation that you know would not honor us or honor the Lord, make sure your children fully understand the responsibility that comes with this freedom. Should your child, I'm just telling you, should your child make a few missteps, pitfalls, they get where they're not supposed to go or some things happen. Don't be devastated. Don't think you have failed. If you're doing your best to stay on top of it and you've practiced some of the things I've said in this podcast, you don't immediately beat yourself up. Don't overreact. But then you are going to have to call a family meeting with that child, Uh, whether it's just that child or it's just you and your husband or just that child alone. And then just tell them, listen, we want you to have this freedom. You've requested it. We trusted you. With trust, with freedom comes responsibility. We know that you had a hard time. Listen to what I just said. We realize you had a hard time. So we're going to need to pull back that freedom until you can handle the responsibility. Now, however long that takes for you to grow and mature, that's up to you. So after you've kind of thought about it and you feel like you would like to to try again and you can handle the responsibilities, you can honor what we've asked of you, then come to us. We'll pray about it. We'll talk about it. And then we'll try again. That's how we let our children grow up. We give them freedom. And with the freedom comes responsibility. 
if they can't handle the responsibility, we have to pull back on the freedom until they are able to handle whatever is given to them. We do that with a car. We do that with, you know, going out with friends. We do it in all manner of life. So it's not surprising that we should do that in this area as well. So I will have all the show notes this episode. So whatever camp you end up in, whether you are a no technology, we're just going to stay clear of it because it is dangerous. Not going to lie. You have to be careful. If you don't have the time to be diligent or you just have a very strong conviction, that's fine. Explain that to your child. If you decide, no, we want to teach them so they don't go berserk when they get older, so they don't find themselves at the mercy of somebody else's meanness, then explain that, talk about that. But whichever it is, walk together with them. Don't allow it become a wedge in your relationship where they feel like they have to sneak. Now, I don't have time in this episode to go into when your child starts sneaking. Maybe we'll do that on another podcast. But keeping your children safe online is not about control. And it's up to you, mom and dad, to help them realize the difference between it's not control, it's for their safety, and you want to help them learn how to navigate it wisely and safely so that they navigate these years and become the person that has a purpose and a calling that might influence others and those in their community. I hope this episode was beneficial to you. Thank you for tuning in every week to Equip to Be. Tell your friends, subscribe. You can find us on Amazon Music and you can find us all the places that podcasts are played. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you go to ConnieOpers.com. Get on our mailing list. We send out a weekly reminder of the podcast. We don't want you to miss it. And we'll also have all the show notes right there on ConnieOpers.com. So we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.